right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show. We're coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Thank you for finding us here on a Monday night, championship night in the NCAA Division I football season. So we'll keep you abreast of everything happening in that game tonight between Alabama and Georgia, but we have a mighty lot to get through, sift through, pick through, argue about, vent about, um, celebrate. An insane day in the NFL yesterday. So getting to all of that along with uh, your thoughts and comments in any of the comment sections of the live stream or by emailing us at the360sportshow at gmail.com. I'm Aiden Pizzelli. He's Christian Lauber. Uh, Christian, I won't even ask you how you're doing because I already know. Uh, so how about you just go ahead. Wherever you want to start, we start, and I will just let you set the mood uh, and set the tone for uh, episode 104. In fact, we had our 100th episode not too long ago, but today is the two-year anniversary of the show. How about that? Well, look at that. Two years ago. Feels like a long two years. Um, <laughs> decade ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to start. There was a lot of bad. I don't know what you're celebrating, but um, there was a lot of bad in terms of... Uh, Pats, Dolphins, but I'll just start around the league. I mean, um, Steelers are in the playoffs. That's not great news. I don't know what <laughs> uh, terrible news. They're going to muck up one of these games in the playoffs. It's going to be a boring product, but hey, good for them, I guess. Um, the Chargers are dumb. They they should be in the playoffs, right? I mean, we should be watching Justin Herbert instead of Ben Roethlisberger, which Look, you know, good for Big Ben, whatever you want to say. He's going out on a higher note than getting bounced in the last game of the regular season. But uh, I'm not a Steelers fan, so I don't really care. Um, you know, I think he's had a pretty good career, right? I mean, arguably a Hall of Famer, probably a Hall of Famer. Um, I would say probably easily so, just based on who gets in nowadays. But uh, not a fun product to watch this season. And so the Chargers are dumb. The Raiders are in and the Steelers are in. So, yeah, I don't know what uh, what we're celebrating. I'll let you. Uh, you know, I just meant that, that yesterday, from from the get go, was insanely entertaining. Uh, I mean, that should win some sort of uh, television primetime award. I mean, the 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 product uh, of football yesterday was very 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 good. I would say early in the day it was pretty good. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I, I just think the insanity yesterday started, and and we're gonna we're gonna get to later on previewing the playoffs and, and those matchups. But we'll start with what's freshest in our minds. Uh, the day kicked off because we coming into the week, there was all this, you know, the talk about the last, the last game, Chargers Raiders, the scenario. What if, what if this scenario comes up where a tie and they're both in, would both teams even try? What would it, in some crazy world where they just said to, Hey, forget the like, you know, spirit of the game. Let's just secure our own playoff destinies. Could it happen? Would it happen? Uh, it was all predicated on the Colts losing to the Jaguars, which everyone said, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, you can't spell Colts without a big fat L, which Oh my god! Talk about disappointing, like disappointments. Like Patriots fans are disappointed in yesterday. There's teams that are disappointed. Indianapolis Colts two weeks ago, three weeks ago was the team no one would want to play. Well, now no one is playing them because they decided to not show up. Credit the Jaguars for wanting to show up 
and go all out when they had the number one pick maybe on the line. They didn't know Detroit was going to beat Green Bay. And so the Colts looked like they just expected to just roll out and win. (laughs) And the Jaguars, who are not good, we saw that in person two weeks ago. The Patriots put 50 on them, and the Colts go out there and just – I know Carson Wentz is not the answer, but still – best running back in the league you, ha- you you should be the better team they still are the better team they didn't they didn't show up at all so that that set off the chain of events yesterday which culminated with that just absolutely epic Raiders Chargers game um before we get into everything about that game your thoughts on the Colts and just I think probably the most embarrassing the most Mac Jones said yesterday was embarrassing. No, sorry, Mac. The most embarrassing thing yesterday was the Colts losing to the Jaguars. Uh, Mac Jones was embarrassing yesterday, but we'll get to that. Um, the the Colts, uh, I, I just don't know where you – like, you have to find another quarterback now, right? You invested in Carson Wentz, so do you have to keep him? I don't know. Um, but if in my mind, you have to find another quarterback because I think this team has a lot of talent extremely, extremely embarrassing that you lose to the Jaguars after they got blown out. What was it? 50 to seven, 50 to three, whatever it was. Um, there's absolutely no reason to lose that game. I, I don't care who you are. Uh, if you're a playoff team, you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars and you literally walk into the playoffs easily. Uh, instead, it goes the complete opposite way. And uh, that's the Colts for you. I don't know. I feel like they were, I don't even know what they finished. Was it nine and eight? Uh, nine eight. Something like that. So like they were up and down all year. And I feel like if they got into the playoffs, they would be somewhat dangerous to maybe, you know, sneak out a win at the lower seating in the wild card. But here you are. You have to beat the Jaguars and you can't do it. So obviously you deserve to be where you are. I mean, that's just home. I I, I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I can't believe they lost to a team that is going for the number one pick. They're not even they're basically not even there. I mean, it's just. You know, credit to them. I do give them credit because they came out and they tried hard. I mean, that, you know, like I said last week, players are going to play. It doesn't matter if, you know, they, they don't care about the number one pick right now. They're going to go and play the game because they have to play it. That's their job. Um, so guys are going to try hard and kudos to them because they did. And I feel like maybe the Colts weren't ready for it, which I, guess, I don't know. You get I punched in the mouth. That's it. But uh, yeah, they kind of wilted here at the end of the season, especially after you beat the Patriots. You're kind of looking good after the bye sneak out a couple more wins you're clearly in and instead complete opposite way yeah well i mean with all the talk about teams should you not try should you go for the number one pick Ooh, do you go for the tie what the i think the story yesterday is teams trying to win you had detroit trying to win uh you have the jaguars trying to win the texans even though they lost not not giving up uh all day long uh, against the Titans, who had kind of really nothing much to play for. I mean, they had the number one pick, you know, obviously, or the number one uh, seed, um, you know, in their in their grasp. Um, but really, you know, week 18, you know, I'm sure they were trying to, you know, they were one of the more injured teams all year trying to manage some guys. Um, and then you get to the night game where you know going in now, the Colts have lost. Both teams could just say, well, hey, I'll punt it to you. You put it to me, and uh, we'll see you in the playoffs. And both teams went out, and that that was like the game of the year. I mean, I was keeping tabs on it uh, and, and kind of you know, watching it and then going doing some other stuff and coming back. I wasn't glued to it because I was looking at the score. I was like, 
And then it got to like a 15-point game. I was like, uh, I don't know if the tie is going to be in play here. And then the like fourth quarter happened. And a 19-play, <laughs> two-minute and six-second, but like 25-minute real-time drive from Justin Herbert and the Chargers to go down, score a touchdown, completing what, three, four, four on fourth down on that drive? Mm-hmm. Something insane. Yep. Um, and... I was so terrified for the poor Chargers kicker because I was like, watch, these guys are going to score this touchdown and this kicker's going to come out here. Talk about pressure. Everything you've gone through to get to this point. He made it. They force yeah. overtime. And the fact that that game got to overtime and not just that, with all the speculation, came down to the final play. Like The tie was in play. That's the craziest part of it all. And you had both teams score in overtime which you don't always see. That's rare. So the fact that all this speculation, oh, should they go for the tie? They get to overtime. Oh, should they just play for the tie? It comes down to the final play. A tie is a missed field goal or maybe, you know, uh, Brandon Staley, how about you just don't call timeout for no reason when the Raiders are clearly trying to just bleed the clock. And it's a tie game. And we all go nuts because everyone's rooting for the tie. Uh, Steelers fans are apoplectic. And the Chargers and Raiders, who showed that they deserve to be there, I think both deserve to be playoff teams, you both go in. Um, And you had at least tried to win the game. You both had tried. Uh, But instead... What a surprise. It came down to coaching with the Chargers. Yet again, here we are. Yeah. That's another team. And what do you... I don't know. All the teams that went have been super aggressive. I mean, now, granted, we'll see how far Cincy goes. I mean, it was really that Kansas City game that they got kind of out of control with it. It wasn't an all-year thing for them. But you look at Staley, and you look at John Harbaugh, both those teams, not in the playoffs. Missing by fractions. So, I don't know. I, I ho- Hopefully that changes the mindset of some of these guys next year. I mean, what, fourth and, like, two, and you're going for it on your own 18, right, with the Chargers, something like that, or fourth and, yeah. like, six, something stupid. Insane. Calling that timeout is a fireable offense. Maybe, especially because you hear the Raiders after. I mean, I under his explanation makes sense. Well, we wanted to get the right personnel out there to defend what we thought they were going to do. And you want to try and make it a longer field goal. Okay. But you can tell they're in no particular rush. And guess what? Swapping out one linebacker for a safety, it, it, it didn't make much difference, dude. You wanted the right personnel on the field, then you gave up a 13-yard run. Like Exactly. That's my point. It's like... Just let it go. I mean, you can clearly tell they're just trying to run clock. And if they, you know what, if he breaks a hole and he gets to the end zone, Jacobs that is, then so be it. Whatever. You lose the game anyway. Instead, you call a timeout to stop the clock, make the Raiders go, oh, wait a minute here. If we just run and we we can kick a field goal and just win the game. Screw it. Yeah, I think it was one of those, like, who was going to blink first? And Michaels and uh, Collins were said it. Who calls a timeout? Do you call a timeout? Would you want to? I think both teams, I, I think the Raiders were content. And that's what's crazy, too. That last play, the field goal, the only person, the only team that didn't care what happened was the Raiders. They're good either way. If that goes through, yay, we win. If it misses, oh, well, we're in the playoffs. Like, talk about no pressure for Carlson. You know, the only right. pressure was, you know, every other team was hanging on that. Steelers fans are hanging on that. Chargers fans are hanging on that. They cut to Justin Herbert on the sideline. He's like, dude, I've never, you can read his lips. I've never wanted to tie so bad. Yeah, I saw it. Yep. <laughs> it's 
Especially, Un- how do you think that guy feels? He's just like uncorks the ball seven, maybe like what, 60 times and uh, gets you down there. And then your coach called a timeout and you lose a tie. I mean, it's, it's so Chargers to do that, though. I mean, it just makes so much sense. No, it, I, I, the other thing, Christian, they scored that touchdown at the end of regulation. And I thought to myself, will Staley go for two? I thought about it too. Honestly, will this just, crazy man go for two? <laughs> I would have done it. Why not? But uh, honestly, I would have. Uh, no, you wouldn't have. I would have bet in the final You're a I don't know, five minutes guy. of that game. No, I'm not. I, I would have bet in the final five minutes of that game that one of the two coaches would have screwed it up. I, I don't know which it was going to be. It seemed like all night that it was going to be the Chargers just based on how the Raiders were playing. They were pretty good all night. And they scored what thirty seven, um, but I, just, I, it's like everybody wants this tie, and I could just see it coming. I, I'm just like someone's gonna make a boneheaded mistake here and, and lose it, and one of these teams is gonna be knocked out when it should be these two in and the Steelers out. Yeah. Um. So that was just that that game. It was it was um, You had to stop and just be because it was incredible, and I think. I think the game went in such a way that if it ended in a tie, nobody would have looked at it and said, well, I think something's fishy here, you know, uh, which I was open for. I want, I always root for chaos. If I don't have a dog in a fight, I always root for chaos. Uh, and that game ending in a tie would have been beautiful chaos with the benefit, as you said, of knocking Ben Roethlisberger out of the playoffs. Um, because that team has had a awful year. I thought it was a good story for him to get his win in Pittsburgh, you know, his final game in Pittsburgh. Um, I still also just don't know if this is it for him. I don't know. He's, like, kind of doing the, like, farewell tour here at the oh, end. I think, yeah, I think it's it. I mean, you, think, you see how he – it, it looks like he's throwing a lump of bricks out there. I, I, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> oh, true. I mean, it's definitely it for him in Pittsburgh, but, I mean, he's done this before. He, like, you know, will cry at the end of the year press conference and say he doesn't know if this is it. That was, like, three years ago. Oh, who would want him over another quarterback right now? I just don't. I don't see it. But stop. Stop. I feel like yeah. he's like Dan Campbell. He's like the twenty twenty two Cam Newton. I, I don't know. It's just like true. Uh, you know, pick your poison. What is he gonna go? He's gonna go to Indy and lose them that game. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, uh, they'll be in the place. We'll talk about that matchup here in a little bit because they're gonna have to play uh, Kansas City, and I don't be sick. Um, but. Let's get to the uh, the Patriots Dolphins game, which technically ended up meaning nothing. It, the The Bills Jets game was close for a moment, so there was this like, you know, oh my God, watch are the Jets going to win this game? And now the Patriots could have had the division, and they screwed. Could it they up. have changed seating though? Uh after the results of last night, I don't think it would have changed. I think they would have been right where they are. Or no. Because they know. would have been what? Because they're they're where right now? They're six. I don't know if they're behind the Raiders, but they would have been. That might have flipped. I don't know. Let's let's not guess. Let's. Yeah, they would have been in see. front of the Bengals and the Raiders, right? Eleven and six. I mean, so you probably get. Yeah, so they would have been the four seed. Uh, and so you would have oh, been. That means nothing, but. Yeah. I guess it depends if you'd rather have the Bills or whoever else they would get. I guess, given the way this is situated, 
uh, they would have been hosting the Raiders if they had won. And you lost to the Dolphins. And you lost to the Dolphins. So, home Twice. game, yeah. And you, you, it did end up costing you something. But, more importantly, coming into the game, it wasn't win the game. It was play well. Win or lose, play well, stay healthy. Neither of those go? things happened. Uh, there you go. Yeah. They did not uh they did not pass the test. You you played terribly once again, did not play a full sixty minutes. Um you did not escape the game uh you know, injury free. Uh and They did third, catch a break there, it looks like though. And, far and more anyway. And thirdly, uh and this is gonna be my whole my, we could get into all the situations of the game if people, if if you want to break down situations of the game, folks, ask us questions in the comment section. We can go through some situations. Oh, I'll but, give you some breakdown. But 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 I think more importantly, uh, and more telling is once again, I've been saying this for weeks. This team lost a game with the defense on the field needing to get a stop. I love it's, how this is where you go. It's just this so is the, this is this is the story of the year though. They can't. They don't make any winning plays in the fourth quarter. Now the offense had a terrible game. I'm not saying they're absolved, but at the end of the day, just like you all just these, gave them an excuse. You gave them an excuse that just you know the lo- defense couldn't get off the field. Listen, nobody. Very rarely do you see an actual full 60 minutes played. NFL games have ups and downs. And do yes, you, do the, you rarely see 15 minutes played. How about that? Can we go there? The the offense, the offense has been starting slow, which has contributed to these losses recently because I think they have to play from ahead because I don't think I don't think they're that good on defense to play close games like this in the fourth quarter against good teams. They haven't been all year long. But once so they again, can't play from behind. They have proven they can't play from behind. Yes. Is that what you, is that what we're we're on the same page with that one? Yes, yes, they cannot play from behind. Okay, I have uh, a But a either nice way, drive fourth quarter. You can I can just say this and you can picture all of their losses. Fourth quarter. You've been down. Offense goes and starts making some plays. It's a it's a one possession or or less. You know, it's it's a four or five point game. Offense has had a couple of drives. Feel like you have something. Defense, go out and get that stop. There's like three minutes left, four minutes left. Go get that stop. Get our offense the ball back, and we can go win or tie the game. They haven't done it once in that scenario. Not once. The whole year, in all of their losses, all seven of their losses happened the exact same way. And now, yeah, there's plenty to, plenty of other blame elsewhere for how you got in those situations. In the Colts game, you start terribly offensively. You have uh, blocked punts. You throw pick sixes. But I felt like all year the offense was going to be a unit that could put in the range of 24, 27 points. You'd be in that ballpark, and the defense would have to help carry you to some wins. They did against the bad teams who happened to be in the middle of their schedule when they went on their little win streak. But yesterday, 24 points, right? Despite everything going wrong, if the defense could just go out and get a stop, now you win that game. Maybe you win the Bills game if J.C. Jackson hangs on to a pick. Maybe you could win the Colts game. Sometimes you steal games. The Patriots never stole a game this year. Never. Not once. And so, like I've said, since the Atlanta game, we can roll tape on this. They're going to be a playoff team with a fatal flaw on defense that will lose in the first round. Yeah, but the Miles Bryant wasn't on the field. That was your fatal flaw. Yeah, well, you—they replaced him with Joe Juwan. It's not like uh, Williams was picking him apart. 
No. Well, guess what? Final final play of the game, right? Essentially, you know, third and eight. Uh, and me and you differ on whether Matthew Judon, you know, got too far upfield and gave up that rushing lane, yada, yada, yada. Guess what? Joan Williams, don't just stand flat-footed at the first down and wait for the guy to come to you and juke you out of your cleats. I'll, I'll Go make honest, the tackle. I, I wish this was a better player because then I'd have a, a an excuse here because I think this is partly on the NFL that does this, though. You see a guy like Tua, and it happened earlier in the game with Brandon Bolden hitting a guy that's a runner. I don't care if it's a punter. If it's a fan, they are a runner. So you, if you go to hit them, it's not a penalty, right? It's Antonio like, Brown like, in the end zone. <laughs> God, yeah, I mean, look, I just think it's like this guy only runs, right? Tua is basically just a runner. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. He, he basically runs a, a peewee football offense, and he runs around. Um, it's it's not super impressive what the Dolphins were doing on offense. Their defense is pretty good. They're flying around. They disguise some stuff. They they play with they play with effort and they have some decent talent. Oh, they Their were offense, coached. They were coached up. They were coached oh, yeah, and prepared yeah, yeah. for that game. Yeah, well coached. That guy. Uh, terrible coach. Um, I uh, I just think like we do differ on the Judon thing. That's fine. But if if I feel like this is on the NFL partly because innately a guy goes to tackle someone. And especially a quarterback, they maybe they think they're going to slide or whatever, and he goes to hit him, and he breathes on him a little bit too much, and there's a flag. So you maybe you tackle him at the you know two yards before the the first down marker, and then you get a penalty for 15 more. So I feel like it's partly on the NFL. Unfortunately, it was Jerron Williams who has not played much this year. So I don't maybe I don't have a case, but I just feel like somewhat. Uh, it, it's this thing that guys have in their minds. Like, what am I going to do here? Two is coming at me. He's going towards the first down. Do I do I risk hitting him in the helmet? Do I risk going down and trying to tackle him at the knees and I get a penalty? Well, I don't instead know. he just mindset. stood there and then dove at him and well, dove yeah, into I mean, his own player. So yeah, well that's whammy. half the problem. But I mean, it's just like one of those weird things in the NFL that I feel like. I have it. Jawan Williams, not the only one that's done that with a quarterback this year. I guarantee it. I would no. have to find actual examples, but I think you can see it all over the league. I mean, there's, there's hesitancy sometimes there with players tackling, especially a quarterback. Okay. Um, but my bottom line is it's on the defense. This, I think this offense, while we say it should, you know, we expect it to be better and do more. I've said right along a rookie quarterback putting up 24, 27 points a game. What we thought the defense was going to be and should be for this team, that's the disappointment. The offense, we you know, seeing it as it's gone for the year, yeah. I mean, it would have been great for them to put up 30-something points yesterday, but them winning games with rookie Mac Jones like it's 2011 and Brady has to put up 35 a game because the defense can't get stops, that, that, sh- that was never the expectation. The expectation was to control the ball, play mistake-free football, and win on defense. And now they didn't play mistake-free football on either side yesterday, but situationally they have been bad in all phases all year long. But it's mostly on the defense. The offense has never had a chance in it with to to pull out one of these games late when it's not their day, and that's on the defense because we thought that unit would be better. That would be the strength of the team. That's where I hang my hat and say that's the biggest issue. That's the biggest problem. Um, Christian, if you disagree with that. Uh, the floor is yours now. <laughs> Boy, do I. Uh, I just think it's just like, I, I don't know why we ignore three quarters of a game. I just, I cannot f- 
I can't get that through my head. I mean, we've done this for a few weeks now. It's the same revolving door. I just we're we're ignoring three quarters of the game because they put up twenty in the fourth quarter. It's just it just makes no sense. I mean, it's like the defense didn't go off the field. Look, they underachieved this year. They should have been way better, and they should have been way better in the last half of the year here or last quarter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they were decent in the middle. Outside of that, underachieved, especially before the seven-game win streak and after the bye. Just terrible. Uh, but with that being said, you're you're down 14 to 20 every single game here in the in the past three, four weeks, except for against Jacksonville. How much stock do I put in that now? I mean, it's like negative six. It's uh, it, uh, here. I'll, I'll give you a question. So is, is a rating of 12 good in the NFL? The number 12 is good. How about a, a quarterback rating of 12? No. Okay. All right. So your quarterback rating for Mac Jones yesterday was 12. Look, he, he, he had a pretty good year for a rookie. Really good. Year. I think for, was, his rating for the whole game was 12. His QBR was like 50 and his rating was 12. Yeah. Uh, and look, I think he had a good year. I'm not, I'm not here to dump on Mac Jones. I think he had a pretty good rookie year, all things considered. And he was probably in the middle of the pack in passing. So that's kind of where I, I wanted him in that 12 to 17 range. But you, your defense just comes out and, and totally can't stop a nosebleed on the first drive. So you're already down seven, nothing. The Patriots get the ball, and it's an immediate pick six almost. So now you're down 14 nothing, and, and the game's pretty much over from there because you know you can't win these type of games because you're down and you're from behind, right? So you go touchdown, Dolphins, interception, touchdown, then you get the ball right back, and you go five plays and you punt. Offense not moving the ball. You're down 14-zip. Miami gets a field goal. Then you finally score, and then again in the second half. You get a field goal to come out. Not good enough. You got to score touchdowns, especially when you're in the red zone. They get down to the Miami 20 and stall out all day long. And then the Dolphins go right back down and score a touchdown. So it seems like the first quarter, slow start. Second quarter, same thing. Or second half, rather, slow start. And then Miami scores. So you got, okay, here's Mac Jones. This is prime time. You got to go get a, a score here. Fumble in Miami territory, a good field position. So it's just like, we're ignoring the three quarters because the defense didn't get off the field at the end. I just think that's so weird. I, I just, the three, they, they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. They didn't score, what, six maybe, 10 before that, and they're down 10 to 24. This team was never going to win games down 17 nothing, down 14 nothing. They're just not built that way, especially when the defense is not really playing as well as they should have. So you would just feel better if, if it had been, seven points in each quarter or, you know, six points here, three points there, seven points here, seven points in the fourth quarter. And the score is what the score is, but you can at least say, well, the offense was consistent from quarter to quarter. At least you're in the game. Sure. You just said to me that the Patriots can't win from behind. Right? No, they so can't. you get behind and then you're just like, Oh, well we let's fast forward to the fourth quarter when they all of a sudden here, they can score in the fourth quarter because you know, there's urgency. Uh, but it's a defense fault. How about when the defense gets off the field in the other stretch of the game there? Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I, I didn't say that the offense was good yesterday. I just think for the people who have placed expectations on this team and who, who, who anybody who's had any expectations for this team going anywhere this year, you have to look at the defense. 
Because even if the offense is better yesterday, I don't disagree with that part of it. Even if the offense is better and doesn't turn it over, the defense is a problem. And I, I mean, they need to spend. This is we'll have plenty of time for this uh, come Monday when I think the season will be over. Um, they have to spend, I think, a lot of draft capital on that, that side of the ball um, next year uh, because Devin McCourty is has lost a step. Uh, Dante Hightower, Kyle Vinoy, they have a lot of experience. It shows the speed, the lack of it shows uh, with their ability to hold the edge and, and contain guys. Hightower uh, and Duggar would have been nice yesterday. Obviously, you want health anyway, but yeah, those guys probably could have helped you yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a little bit of a part of it too, but I, I think, you know, how do you feel about Duggar versus, uh, Juwan Williams, Williams. That tackle on two? I, yeah, I think I mean, Tua probably doesn't even get past the line of scrimmage because Duggar's flying up there to recognize that and make a play, not just yeah. standing there like a deer in the headlights. Um, Nick in the comment section, I do feel confident that Matt can lead us to a comeback. The defense always chokes it. I mean, yeah, it's. We just don't I know. To, I mean, we don't well, know. Well, that's the thing. I wanted to see sure, and I Mac did too. have that chance. Yeah. And we never could. Never did. Um it's still it is on them to the offense to play better. That 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 is obvious. I, I don't disagree that they need to get off to better starts if they want to be a better team. Um you know, and uh, un- unless Mac is going to become more of a prolific passer, um you know, next year, the year after that, Maybe if they get him some some different weapons, some more weapons, um, they can. Right now, they're a ball control um, reliant offense. Yeah, that's part of the offense too, though. And I, I don't I don't take I don't put full blame on Mac Jones only because he's not calling the plays. It's not like he's out there being the coordinator. And like McDaniel's has not been good this year. I I know everybody like Jay Feely yesterday on the broadcast was just tongue bathing Josh McDaniel's, and it's just like I just don't see it. I get you want to manage Mac Jones. To me, I've seen Mac Jones throw a pick, make a mistake, come right back and march down the field. So I, I just, I don't understand some of the time when you get in situations where you need a score, you're in the red zone, you're you're passing down the field, and then you run it twice to Brandon Bolden in the red zone, which is just not your strength. Yeah. Which is fine if they get to like the one or two yard line. It's like, hey, all right, you know what? Let's go power punch it in. Because that, sure, is, a, that yeah. is a that is a strength, but like but they, the get, they get twenty one, they get to mean, like the a... twenty, yeah, the twenty, the fifteen, and it's like okay, let's run draw, let's and then like they lost like two two minutes, two plus minutes, uh, on on their last touchdown drive, uh, because of running plays, um, you know, trying to just keep the defense on its toes. Um, guess what? Justin Herbert went like ninety yards in two minutes and nineteen plays, throwing it every down. <laughs> Um, so I, I do think that that's, that's going to be part of the development to watch in the years forward is what, I mean, I think we just want to, we, we talked about offense defense. I think even a bigger part of this is coaching on down right from the top, the mental mistakes in these games, Lawrence guy lining up over the center on a, on a field goal, special teams. It's not not about the game. It's looking at the mistakes and the systemic things that are common throughout all of these losses but are not normally common in new england no so it's like where do you start with that i don't know if it's just because look they're gonna lose they might lose more coaches here this year they just have nobody there i i don't you you tell me a name of a coach i don't think you recognize them other than you know obviously belichick's son steve and draw mayo outside of that troy brown there's a, yeah there's a couple guys but they're I'm down fierce. the list right i mean they're not like 
but they're but again they're not like heavy names it's not like they've yeah. just been there forever yeah i mean troy brown was a player here and he now he's a coach and i think he can do a good job but like no there's there's special teams this year who's the special teams who's Awful. the o-line i mean all in all i think the o-line's been fine but it, it's just the mental mistakes overall yeah no the, the special teams especially for a team that invests in Makes special teams a focus. Heavily, yeah. Special teams have been awful. Outside of Nick Folk, who, guess what? Just does his job. There's no coaching involved. I don't think anybody's coaching Nick Folk. The dude is just a robot. He just shows up and just does his job and makes all of his kicks. Yeah. Um, but their coverage has been bad. Um, their return game has, has not been good. Um, so, uh, and then the mistakes. I mean, multiple times this year, they've been, I mean, block punts. I think they have three block punts on the year. That's the most in the league. Uh, that's that's embarrassing. Um, the the mistakes to give up first downs. I mean, simple stuff. Guys jumping off. Uh, it's like you're off the field. Just who cares? Trying yeah. to go for a block. Just just let him kick it away and get the ball back. Why are you trying to get an edge? Lining up over the center to then what? Try and shift and what? Cause a false start so they have to back up five. Why? Um very frustrating. Uh, well, so the problem, the, another problem was with the penalties yesterday is Ed Hockley's son loves to talk. So if he doesn't hear himself at least 55 times a game, it's oh, like it's not a good day. I mean, we're, we're, Jesus. We're, we'll, we'll get into some more uh, NFL officiating stuff later. Um, but the best of that, to sum up NFL officiating this year, was the re- replay of the Kendrick Bourne play where he's close to a first down. And they go look yeah. at it. They spend like five minutes reviewing it. They come back and they announce, "We will respot the ball six inches further." How you came to that conclusion, I have no idea. They also, and then, I'm and pretty then sure they, they put it the, in the same spot. They go to the field. It's not like the ball was sitting somewhere. And Hockley came over and said, "Okay, let me kind of six inches, move it up." Somebody handed him a ball, and he just kind of stood there and went. I think this was like it. It basically put it back in the exact same place, yeah. if not further back. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they know. And then we miss. And then mean. we miss other plays. We review that, and then we'll miss face mask calls, holding calls. Oh, a guy didn't even touch somebody, but yeah. we're not going to review that. We're just going to throw a flag. Fifteen yards. Awful. 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 They were not uh, good all year, pretty much. I mean, that's just pretty pretty clear. Colin in the in the comment section. Pat's gonna draft defense heavy again. Gotta get that number two corner. Yep. Um accordion Hightower replacement could use more line depth. As much as I would love to draft a real receiver, no, not unless they go get the GM from uh the Vikings or the the Steelers. Uh as yeah. much as I would love to draft a real receiver, maybe on offense we just need to trust that Mac will grow with what he has. Special teams coach must go. And Nick also adds, I'm sorry, but Gunnar Olszewski sucks, and we need a better returner. Ah, no. I mean, the guy was all pro last year. I disagree, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think Gunner's he's just actually not, pretty good. I, I just think you know the, the problem, the, the it's, it's the blocking in front of him. <laughs> yeah. He's got nowhere to go. I mean, he's just – and, and when, he, when he actually gets moving, he's pretty good. I mean, I, you just mentioned it. I think he was definitely all pro last year, no? He was an all he was an all pro returner last year. He's pretty good. I, I I don't mind the return game. It's just what's in front of him is just not working. Yeah. Keeping it. And also, I do agree. Heavy on defense again. One hundred percent. You need more speed. You need guys flying around. You look at all the defenses now. 
there's guys that are running sideline to sideline and they're linebackers they can cover. It's just it's just all over the NFL now. Uh Patriots are just too slow. I mean, they gotta get better on defense, and I am going absolutely nowhere near a wide receiver in the draft. <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen enough of that. Uh, did you see enough of I mean talk about uh, other big games? You know, the Niners down seventeen nothing. They come back they like Jimmy G huh? uh and win. Uh, that was a that was a show up game for Jimmy G and uh, Debo Samuel. You know, guy who was taking what three picks after Nikhil Harry. Who <laughs> uh, so, honestly, I mean, I guess it was because he was a practice squad guy, and they can only call him up so many times. You know, Wilkerson couldn't be in the game yesterday. Uh, can we fix that? Can we just like get him on the active roster? Because yeah, why? Uh... And and we saw it again yesterday. Mac Jones trying to force the ball to Nikhil Harry, and sure enough, goes way over everybody. And Nikhil, oh, Harry him and like the, I think Bourne almost just, ran into each other. Yeah, I just get that guy off the field, please. It's uh, over, Bill. It's over. The experiment is over. I feel like he's just. I think I said this before. I think I literally think he's just trying to help his ego here and put Nikhil Harry in the game so it makes it look like he can play for his own draft sake. Yeah, just just let it go, Bill. Just let it go. The guy who can't play requested a trade from the team. I mean, it's just like no, nowhere near a wide receiver this year. Nope. nope. Defense. That's all I want. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe a left. I mean, Isaiah Wynn has been eh this year, but I mean, I'd be happy getting, you know, some reinforcements along that offensive line. Uh, Nick says we should draft the quarterback corner back out of Cincinnati. I think his name is Ahmad Gardner. Kid hasn't let up a touchdown in college. Speaking of never heard of college, um, Alabama is playing Georgia tonight uh, in the <sighs> football championship. That game should have kicked off, uh, but evidently it is not, at least according to Google. So don't know what's going the on. Time says 8 p.m., but we all know that the festivities are really about 15, 20 minutes. So we'll keep you our tabs on that. I mean, we're really not getting breaking it down too much because – uh, everybody expects Alabama to win. It's just go Georgia. That's all the breakdown you need. Yeah. Um, so, uh, certainly if Georgia is to win, we will be talking about it in depth next week. <laughs> um, but for now, the, ga- I, I the game's happening. Game we'll, we'll much. update you here on the live show as it goes along. Podcast listeners will be like, old news already happened. Um, one way or another, you're idiots. Georgia won. Um, that's that. So that that's enough. I think enough uh, complaining about what was. Uh, any other grievances you want to get out, Christian? About who, com- who complained? Who complained? Who complained? Who complained? I didn't hear any of that. Um, but so let's let's delve into these playoff matchups. Um, and so we'll 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 start in the NFC and then go to the AFC. Um, Buccaneers and Eagles. Cowboys, Niners, Rams, Cardinals. I think the NFC side is very fascinating because, I mean, Green Bay, they get to sit at home. All these other teams, I really don't know what to make. I mean, I think they've, they all earned their spot. I mean, even the Eagles, who are, you know, the seventh seed, uh, I think I think they, they're a dangerous team. Um I don't know if they'll be able to hang with the Bucks, but the Bucks aren't exactly at full strength. Uh, so I, I really like this this NFC side. I mean, the Rams trending down at the end. 
Cardinals, you know, were trying to uh, build some momentum. They have faltered down the stretch. The Niners, uh, you know, I, I look at the Niners, they could be like that 2011 Giants where they just kind of laid in the weeds all year long, inconsistent. Um, but now they're in. And if their quarterback plays well and that defense does what it does, they can beat anybody. Um, I, I, I think that's going to be the biggest message out of this whole thing is I think the AFC side, we might kind of just see things stay uh, to par. The NFC side, I think could, you, you could definitely see some upsets. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, look, I think the AFC, you look at the top of it, really, and it's Chiefs, Titans, Bills, right? I mean, outside yep. of that, I guess there's a shot one of those other teams comes through, but I I would pick the other three before anybody else. Um, NFC side, yeah. I mean, I feel like these teams are taking games off everybody. I don't even know. I didn't I didn't even catch the matchups, but um, Tampa's playing the Eagles. Is that correct or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think ultimately I'm, I'm still all in on Tampa until they prove they're not going to be there because they have the best player of all time who let that guy go i can't believe someone let that guy go Uh, um but but still i mean like the rams 49ers that that would be a close matchup i think pretty much outside of green bay who pukes on themselves anyway um it's pretty competitive on that side and i i would not be surprised if some of the lower teams even even the eagles i mean I don't see them beating Tampa, but they could make it interesting anyway. I mean, Tampa's not at full strength, um, and all these teams have been playing pretty closely all year long. So definitely more interest in the NFC, I'll be honest. I mean, the AFC kind of is what it is. I mean, the Bengals are an exciting story, I guess, um, but I feel like it's the same old three. I mean, the Titans are right there if they get Henry back fully functioning. Um, With an extra week, too. That's what's huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, true, and the bye. Um, and then I guess you move down from there, but it's really just Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs-Bills? Outside of that, what is it? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, and the thing is, the two teams that I, I think are most exciting in the playoffs you know, for the AFC to, to see what happens, one of them's going to get eliminated right off the bat. The Bengals and the Raiders are going to play each other. Right. Uh, so those are the two kind of like wild card teams, and they end up one's going to knock the other out. Um, the Raiders, I think, have a little something. I mean, they, given everything they've had to go through all year long, uh, you know, you lose your coach, they lose a star player, just all the, just turmoil around the mm-hmm. team, uh, and to find a way down the stretch, you know, it wasn't always pretty, but to find a way to get in, uh, I think Derek Carr has a little, like, a little bit of that something, like, just that intangible, you know, there's, there's an aura kind of around the, him, I think in eh? the offense right now. You disagree? You don't you don't you don't feel like there's a little juice with that team? Just finding ways to win? I feel like they could score forty one week and then three another. I, I just don't trust them. I I don't guess, but they're winning games. I I I just I don't know. I have a feeling Well, we'll technically see. they would have tied yesterday if not for a dumb coaching decision. So. <laughs> um I, I just I have I have a feeling about them. Um but Unfortunately, they're playing the Bengals in the first, you know, in the first round, and that's not going to be an easy matchup. Unfortunately for the Raiders, usually your feelings are not great, so they're probably going to get blown out now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the opposite of what, uh, what. Uh, you we're said back, we're back to this. The power, the power of my words, the power of the opposite of my words. Exactly. 
It's yeah. the opposite. That's the key factor there. Um, the matchup I think you know that's going to be the least entertaining is uh, Steelers Chiefs because, I mean, I think the Steelers will probably find a way to like muck this game up, but realistically, the Chiefs at home, nigh unbeatable, and so I, they also I, already blew out the Steelers. So normally I'd say yeah, they could the Steelers could kind of make it interesting. I just don't see it in this one. Yeah, not, not at not Arrowhead with, and with Big Ben throwing what did you say boulders? Basically, I mean a lump of bricks. It lo- literally looks like he's just yeah he he needs like a crane or something to carry him. I don't know. It's just he doesn't look right. And I'm sorry, the Steelers' offense is not going to keep up with Patrick Mahomes if the, the Chiefs are on. I mean, it's just there's absolutely no way. Over like, uh, over under Big Ben picks two and a half. I'll take the over. Take the over. Why not? Just for he- fun. Who he goes out like in Brett Favre style, just chucking and ducking. Dan Marino, go like look how Dan Marino one. went out. What he throw six picks in his yeah, final game? Like that. Not ideal. I mean, we thought that that was going to be the case last year. He did this, you know. He played the Browns, and we said, "True, yeah, this could be Big Ben's final game." Watch this: the Steelers team is frauds. They're going to go out. They're going to lay an egg versus Cleveland. He played awful in that game. We thought this is it. Dude's got to retire, right? He came back for a little it's more. Not- <laughs> He wanted, wants one more go at it. He wanted more. Uh, so we will be picking the games uh, later on, but just a little bit of a, of a preview of our thoughts. Uh, and so now uh, we are going to move on to our next segment, 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 uh, which is hot and not. It's time for hot. Hot. You want to talk about hot. Hot. Please stop doing that. Doing what? Continue. Go ahead. And not. God, is he a moron. Oh, my God. He doesn't shut up. It's so stupid. Stupid decisions. Dum dums. The naughtiest knot of the year. Oof. Suck best. Suck sauce. On the 360 Sports Show. Hot and not. Christian, take it away. Who's on the hot list for you this week? Oh, uh, well, you know, I had a few, but then last night I was watching uh, the return of Clay Thompson, and it was fantastic. I mean,. He hasn't. I mean, it's a cool story. Whether you're a fan of the Golden State Warriors and what they've done in the past, it's a cool story. He's been out for a while. Got came back, got injured again. So to see a guy like that come back and just kind of ball out, uh, I didn't. He didn't play very much. I mean, he played like under 20 minutes, but he scored like 17 points. He posterized somebody. He was making plays all over the place. Uh, just an electric kind of night for him. Uh, and you like to see guys come back like that. It's just kind of a cool story. So. I went way of uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he had an, an an awesome night. And plus, I mean, think about this. He hasn't played this decade. I know. It's just it's insane. <laughs> game six of the 2019 NBA Finals was the last time he was in a game. Uh, so just an absolute odyssey for him. Uh, the mental toughness to go through all that rehab, that's that's incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, Draymond Green like tweaked his ankle or something in the pregame, so he didn't he didn't play. So it's like it's been forever since right. like yeah. those three have been uh, all together uh, on the court. Um, my hot uh, staying in the NBA. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies got a big win last night uh, versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Did you see Ja Morant's block? Jumping jaw, yeah. I mean, ridiculous. I I gotta see. Let me see if I can pull pull up a clip of this. For he got his head above the backboard. I mean, we, it's just ridiculous. We will we will tweet this out on our uh, three sixty sports show 
at 360 Sports Show Twitter. Um, I want to try and find a good one for you here. Uh, here we go. <laughs> so for our live listeners, you'll be able to you'll be able to see this right now. Uh, if you're our podcast listener, thank you for finding us on Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, you can find this on our Twitter. So here we go. Avery Bradley had a steal. Natchez, and and here comes John ja Moran. <laughs> he touches, oh, wow. he grabs he the ball. The back. And he's literally like three quarters of the way up the backboard or halfway up the backboard. I mean, just freakish. It's not like we're talking about a guy who's like, you know, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, I mean, look how high he gets up there. <laughs> And to come down, I mean, also watch his right foot when he lands. I mean, just to be able to take that amount of yeah. pressure, not on this view. I think on the first view, when this when this comes back through again, I'll try and find watch his watch his foot. Yank! Oh God! Yeah. Just just to not shatter your ankles. Um, unbelievable. I mean, the the full speed view too is Freakish just athlete. is just crazy. Whoop! There he goes. I mean. It, what, Unreal. I'll play at full speed. And Bradley's up for it. Yonk. I mean, two hands on the ball, pins it to the board, backboard, and then rips it away. I'm mean, just ridiculous. That I can't even fathom. If I just tried, I can't. If I just was trying to say, let me see if I can jump that high, every ligament in my body would shatter. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, forget about it. Yeah, I jump up, like, come up the stairs, and I almost, like, croak. So I, I just think, like, look, he's just, like, an absolute freakish athlete. It's just in, it, it's insane. And, I mean, we've seen this before with his dunks. Yeah. Uh, but to do it on the other end is, is pretty cool. And, I mean, and he, and he had just... some of those last night, too. Well, um, yeah, I saw those. Definitely saw those, yeah. So uh, I put him on the hot list. Uh, I think we're kind of in line here, Christian, on the not list. But uh, I'll let you I'll let you start. You pick one, and I'll... I'll pick the other. How about that? Jesus. I mean, I could go eight different directions here, but uh, I'll go Dolphins firing because I saw this come off this morning, off the top of the morning, you know, just kind of scrolling through the feed, and here comes Adam Schefter and all the NFL guys that Brian Flores has been fired by the Miami Dolphins. And uh, it's kind of shocking. I saw some people, reporters-wise, saying, like, well, he's had issues with finding coaches and some of the players were talking like they weren't a huge fan. And then I'm just like, this guy is pretty much taken Miami and kind of shot them back up. Look, they haven't made any huge noise, but they've made leaps and bounds compared to where they were before he got there. Uh, and this guy, I think is just a good coach. I mean, he was here for a while in new England and when he was calling the plays or so we think uh, he was pretty good. And it, it's just, you could tell the difference between Matt Patricia and Brian Flores. He went to Miami and kind of turned things around quite a bit. And then you just let him go, I guess, because of, you know, whatever it is, roster manipulation between him and the GM, a number of reasons. But this guy should be pretty much, uh, of all the guys let go, he's probably number one on the list that should get another job, like, right away. Oh, yeah. He shoots to the top of the list, I think, uh, for a lot of these job openings. Um it makes no sense because, like we talked about, all the teams that had all the reasons in the world to try and lose yesterday that went out and played hard. And the Dolphins went out and played hard. And not only that, they played with scheme. So, I mean, coaching was a factor in their their victory. 
Which yeah. also, I mean, coaching can only go so far because you need players to execute that coaching. So players were buying in to his coaching and what was a meaningless game for them, right? You know, their stakes were there was nothing at stake other than the spirit of the game and competitiveness and, hey, wanting to stick it to a divisional rival. But Brian Flores got that team up to play and kept them on the rails despite, what, a 1-7 in seven start? Yeah. So they came back. They were is, one and seven, and they finished nine and seven. So coach clearly has the room. Nine and eight. If he can keep a team that at, at one point is one and seven, and yes, we said it on these airways, his job might be in jeopardy here. This is such a bad start. You're close to getting fired midseason. You start this bad with having some expectations, and you right the ship by winning seven in a row, putting yourself yeah. in playoff contention, and. Then you get fired, and so it's clearly a power struggle. Something with the GM. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, if I'm Flores, yeah, I'm rightfully ticked. You could have had Justin Herbert. <laughs> I know, right? Who knows? I mean... Maybe last night, maybe he wasn't going to be fired. And then maybe last night there was a little extra. You know, that, him and the GM or somebody's there watching that Chargers Raiders game, and maybe he just got in another little shot. Like that could have been our guy. Could have had him. There, there are some rumors they want Jim Harbaugh down there, and then there's some rumors refuting it. So I, I don't know what the hell is going on down there. But hey, I mean, for the Patriots, it's kind of a good thing because Flores kind of owns you right now. You're three, three and one against the Patriots. Flores is. That's the other thing. You, you clearly have a coaching advantage. You've had Bill Belichick's number in the division. <laughs> uh, you went two and zero against New England. Uh, pretty good in the division. You finish nine and eight after starting one and seven, uh, you're fired. Unbelievable. Makes so, no sense. So yeah, uh, Nick in the comment section, the fact that Flores doesn't have a job, but Joe Judge does, is absolutely ridiculous and hysterical. Uh, Colin, um, Dolphins equal <laughs> dumpster fire. Uh, and then uh, here we go, Pete and Gansett. Maybe Flores gets a job again as Pat's defensive coordinator. No shot. Two reasons. Um, Bill's son is not going to be like pushed back depth chart. Uh, and also, Flores doesn't need to rehab like his image. I don't think he needs to like. Cr- this isn't like you know Josh McDaniels crawling back, uh, Matt Patricia crawling back, you know, to like please give me another chance to prove myself. No, that's not the case here at all. Uh, no, he's going to be in line for a coaching job. Head he'll be in line job. for a head coaching job, and if he doesn't land one, he will 100% be a high-level defensive assistant. I'll tell you uh, what. With a good I team. would take him back in a second. Oh, would love I would it. definitely take him back. Would love it, but uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So um, I don't know where he, you know, what, what what the best spot for him is, you know. Um, say, yeah, but, the, I mean, there's a lot of openings, and there's, you know, more to come. Maybe Denver, a place like that. Maybe... Who knows? I mean, look, Denver is an interesting spot because their defense is kind of talented, kind of not. It's like a weird situation in there, but I feel like you get those guys to play. Uh, still need a quarterback. Maybe the Bears, another situation that's kind of weird. Their defense is like half talented, and you got a quarterback kind of on the rise, maybe in, in fields. And the so there's a couple spots where I would definitely look at it. I mean, if I'm the Bears or the Broncos or any team that just let a coach go. Brian Flores getting fired jumps immediately to the top of my list. I mean, it's not even close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they they don't know yet what they're going to do down 
in in Houston. Um, but Nick Casario's down there. Uh, I know they're saying they're they they've, they're considering keeping David Cully, um, but that's not a sure thing. I think now that Flores is on the market, Houston's another good spot. Yeah, Houston's another good spot. You know, he um, knows uh, Casario too, so that would not be. And also, supposedly Deshaun Watson was uh, was in on playing in Miami because of Flores and the coaching style down there. Exactly. So, I mean, look, Casario connection. Deshaun Watson maybe will play for you. I mean, uh, who knows? So if I'm Houston, that's uh, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, Nick says, anyone who calls a QB sneak on third and nine inside your own five deserves to be fired. Well, why don't you go listen to his explanation <laughs> and then decide whether he wants to be fired. He should be fired either way, but yeah. What was his explanation? Uh, it was a whole bunch of nothing is what it was. We didn't want the same thing to happen last, last week and basically that, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so I had also had the Flores firing uh, on the not list. Um, but I will uh, I will circle back here to vent once more. They've been on this list. I mean, we should be keeping track, you know, to see who is the naughtiest not uh, of the year for real. Uh, but NFL officiating once again uh, rearing its ugly head. And it makes what compounds it is the fact that, like I already said, we will go to replay take 10 minutes away from the game to go yep. and say, oh, somehow we calculate a ball should be placed six inches further when we measure the game by yards. and, mm-hmm. uh, and Or at least could say, hey, the ball should be placed uh, at this point on the logo. You could say, we'll place it, you know, there's a land that we're going to use six inches and then basically not even spot the ball in the right place. And so we'll spend 10 minutes to do that. But we can't review subjective things like last night in the Raiders game. You know, Josh Jacobs gets face masked. It was a missed call. It, it happens. Guys, you don't see your views obstructed you know, or just the angle you're at. You can't see something happen like that. We'll review whether the got moved an inch or not and then not even really move it an inch. But we can't go and replay a guy getting his head ripped off when that's missed. Yes, speed of the game. Brandon Bolden, he launched at the guy. He actually tried to commit a foul. Uh, but he missed. And either way, the guy's a runner, so it shouldn't matter anyways. Misinterpretation of the rule, and he missed. And I understand the refs, real time you see, you think he had to have hit him. You throw the flag. But he didn't. My bigger question is... Replay should be able to fix that. Something that is subjective, or sorry, that is not subjective, that is very objective, a face mask, whether someone hit something. Why can't we not review those plays? And so officials continue to get things wrong, and nobody st- again pass interference, a ball on a ball thrown twenty yards. Do, do you guys remember that the whole uncatchable thing? Like, it's just it's just it's just bad. Uh, un- hopefully it doesn't affect playoff games, um, but it will. Uh, and you just hope that it it's not like a game ending call, something like we saw with the Rams and the and the Saints a few years ago. Um, but it's just infuriating when they still make bad calls and we can review some things, but can't review the easy things. It just, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. I just, my bigger thing is I don't know how the officials determine when to pick up a flag and when not to, because there's about what 11 on the field at one time. And someone's got to see that, that Brandon Bolden didn't hit this guy. Just as just a prime example. Cause I was watching at the time. Uh, there, I'm sure there's others. Um, it's just it's just weird. We can replay 
PI, we can replay pretty much anything under the sun uh, at any given time, but we can't replay the actual things that need replay. It's just, it's, it's kind of funky the way that works. You yeah. replay everything that doesn't need it, but you can't replay every situation in which a bad call is made. I mean, there should be, I, I, I just, I find it hard to believe in this day and age, we can't have a few cameras from the top of the dome, from wherever you want to put it, top of the stadium. And one guy sitting up top that says, if they throw a flag and it's an absolutely ridiculous call, pick the thing up. These officials like will just throw flags, pick them up randomly when it doesn't need to be picked up, and then not pick it up when it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So there, it's just kind of becoming this cluster F in, in these games. And like even Gene's territory yesterday, giving these guys an excuse while like, oh, it's a tough judgment call. Not really if you look at the replay that we're seeing on TV. I mean, it's it's pretty clear as day. One guy up top, an NFL yeah. employee, no bias there, making a call on a on on a replay. Yeah, on things that are objective, obvious, cut and, obvious, cut and dry. You know, pass interference. No, I don't want some uh, some arbiter all of a sudden coming and being like, actually, let's assess pass interference over here. I saw it. it. We don't need that. We don't need that sort of interference. But something like that, a face mask. Um, you know, or, or a guy, you know, whether he even made contact with the head, if he didn't, um, big hits are still legal. Unfortunately, guys see big hits and they think that it must be something that was dangerous or reckless or unnecessary. Guess what? It's football. The whole thing is dangerous, unnecessary and, <laughs> and reckless. Um, uh, there's also, uh, I mean, you see it a lot of these now, these phantom weird backside holding calls, yeah. you know, does has nothing to do with the play and a guy literally just overpowers something. I think it was a Broncos player uh, on Saturday just trying to get out for a screen. So he blocked for two seconds and then shed his guy. He, like, threw him and then ran out for a screen and they called holding. Holding is holding a guy, not throwing him away like a rag doll. <laughs> so uh, the how officiating. About guy, how, about J- how about the call on Jalen Mills yesterday? Did everything right. Hand fighting with a receiver. When do we see that? Oh, my God. Look at that. Penalty. Uh, hand fighting with the receiver, but he gets his head around, makes a slight play on the ball while kind of moving the receiver. And instead of, well, Tua can't throw down the field, so he just lobs it up there for PIA at the one. It's just, it's so weird that they cannot replay some of this stuff that are yeah. just blatantly wrong. Yeah. Uh, Colin uh, in the comments section, like the incorrect flag pickups slash non pickups happened a lot this year. Uh, I mean, yeah. and we and and it's not like there's been any consistency. We'll see Josh Allen running to the sideline, trying to leap for a first down, get pushed in the field of play, and they say, "Oh, he was mm-hmm. going out of bounds. That's a no-no. You hit him too hard near the sideline." Uh, and then Mac Jones gets dragged down. Whether you thought he was being trying to be held up or not, is pulled down well out of bounds, and they say, "Well, you know, he was really trying to help him up. He didn't mean to knock him down." Um, so we're gonna we're not gonna go, eh, we're not gonna throw a flag on that. No consistency. Trying to you can't legislate intent, and so you have to just look in some of these. It's cut and dry, and then like you said, officials, if they don't throw it, fine, no flag. Once the flag comes out for a clear and obvious penalty, you you get to stick with the call on the you know what, what you saw initially because you're not mm-hmm. replaying it going to be well enough in your mind. Um, and then if it's a bad call. Somebody buzz down from up top and say they do it now with regular plays. If something was a catch versus not a catch, incomplete, 
you know, that wasn't a fumble. They don't have to go to full replay. They don't even have to, like, exactly. coaches have to challenge it. Somebody buzzes down and says, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He caught that. It should be first and 10 here. Or, no, he did not catch that. Move it back. It's not like That's it's going to throw the game down. I like that. That's been good. Uh, the rest of it has just been. But you need more of it. That's the problem. Uh, awful. So that completes Hot and Not with our brand spanking new intro. Um, so uh, we, we've hit on it a lot, but um, just quickly going over the, the other list of fired coaches. So uh, Nagy, gone. Zimmerman, or Zimmerman, Zimmer, gone uh, in Minnesota. Uh, you also have, I mean, obviously we knew Urban Meyer was gone a while ago. Um, and now you throw Flores into that mix as well. Don't know about a couple of other guys. They'll probably maybe be, you know, a few days here and maybe some more trickle out. Um, and get, hey, given how the playoffs go, you don't know. I mean, uh, the Raiders, you know, could be, could end up being uh, an open coaching gig. Um, you, you really don't know. Uh, I don't think anybody else is really in any danger. Um, somebody would have to do something really, really stupid. Um, I'm surprised that Dan Campbell's staying in Detroit. You said, Christian, you thought he was going to stay, and it seems like he is. Uh, all right, Vic Fangio, correct, with Denver. Uh, thank you, Nick, in the comment section. Uh, so those are the job openings. Um, I'd say a lot really depends on a lot of these places. Is uh, What's your quarterback Jacksonville, right? right? Jacksonville's an opening, maybe? Jacksonville, yeah. Oh, yeah. As I said, Urban Meyer gone a while ago. We knew about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well gone. Um, they have already you know, started the interview process. Uh, Who's, I saw someone's interviewing Gerard Mayo. Maybe it was Denver. Denver. I, I remember, yeah. Which, Gerard, go take the interview. That'll be good experience. That would be a disaster for him, I think. For a franchise that already uh, hates its uh, former Patriot employees. <laughs> I mean, who's the quarterback? Locke still, right? So. Yeah. I just don't think. I, I, water? I, I don't know if it's different. I mean, look at the successful head coaches it's not about you know being the man you have to Mm -hmm. manage the team and you have to have a staff around you and you kind of it's like being a ceo you coach the coaches as well and you're just making sure that the whole ship is being steered in the right direction um and i just don't know if gerard i mean gerard i think he's a good assistant um from what i've heard um ready to be a head coach it's. I don't think it would be good. Good for him. I'd like to see him kind of move up the ranks and be a both be a full go somewhere. Where's else he going to go? A, be a coordinator. I mean, um, yeah, if he could get a coordinator job elsewhere, I mean, it's not going to be like, here, hey, right? Hey, if B Flow becomes the head coach over in Houston, go to Houston, be defensive sure. coordinator there. Yeah, that's that's a good situation. Uh, I think if he rushes to a head coaching gig, now I didn't think Flores would be that successful. Now, yes, I know he got fired, but we all think that that's a joke. Uh, you know, Flores was an assistant for a very, well, he was a D coordinator for a short period of time. He was an assistant for like seven years before, before that. Um, so I don't know, Gerard Mayo. Hey, good for you. Go, go do the interview, you know, do some networking here, you know, go through the process, feel what it's all about. You see that networking again? I don't even remember what I did. (laughs) Don't even remember. No, we'll replay it. There's a spark of genius. You can't repeat that. Um, do a little networking. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Is it running? I don't know. Networking, running. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know what you're thinking, Christian. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, 
Colin in the comment section. We'll see what the investigation digs up about Bruce Bryce, <laughs> Bruce Arians. I Bryce don't believe Arians. it will reveal anything incriminating on him personally. Yeah, I guess we can if we want to spend. We'll 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 do an Antonio Brown minute here. Uh, they had a press conference. They finally cut him last week. Bruce Arians came out and basically, I think, confirmed Antonio Brown's story to a certain degree. Uh, that he was like, yeah, he was complaining at halftime about targets. He was dealing with an injury, but he was cleared to play. He never said to the training staff, he never came to the coaches of the training staff about an injury. We calmed him down at halftime. Third quarter comes around. We ask for his position group. He doesn't want to go out on the field. I go ask him what's going on. He says, I'm not getting my touches. And it's like, okay, get on the field. And he said, no, I'm not playing. And Bruce Arians said, then get the F out of here. And we saw what we saw. So... I think I think the Bucks are probably in the clear. I don't think that they're dumb enough to try. I mean, it looks like they bent over backwards to try and get him to see a doctor. Hey, just see our guy, and we can say that you're hurt, and we'll put you on IR. You know, I think that benefited them too, you know, to try and keep him away from other teams if, if they thought he was going to sign somewhere. Um, then AB starts going after Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero, and it's like you're going after the people who, like, are the only people that gave you the benefit of the doubt, like, this whole time. Um so, uh, AB is a free agent. He can sign with anybody if he so chooses. Uh, I don't think he will. Um, I, I haven't heard anything that any team is particularly interested. So, uh, I mean, I guess... who would be? He just ran himself out of town with the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, that's a pretty good situation. He asked me. Dallas. Yeah, I think Dallas would be the type of team. They don't need him. I'm just saying that the only team. That I mean, KC, I don't think needs to add any drama. But if you're Dallas like that, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have Amari Cooper. Do you want the headache of Antonio Brown being the number two, number three, not getting his touches all over again? I don't think so. I mean, I think you stay clear of that. I don't know. I don't know. I just they're the, they're the only team with the owner who would be like, go get him. Um. So that's it. Um. And I guess I, I didn't even realize uh, if you know did the NFL start some sort of investigation. Uh, in, into this incident with, I mean, you gotta imagine if he did say anything like crazy on the sideline, there's footage. Um, Colin says Rams are pretty short on wide receivers. That would be nuts. Him and Odell. That, would, that might be the one team that I would say, okay, they'll do anything. So maybe, uh, let's fine. Let's do this. We will check the Twitter sphere. Let's see. Antonio Brown, not Antonio Braun. Antonio Brown. I don't think... Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently Kanye wants to uh, hit the studios with Antonio Brown. Like we said, put right, him and... enough of the Antonio Brown talk I've put, had for put, a put those, Put those two uh, and Kyrie in a room. Would love to see it. Yeah, uh, start a podcast. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything about any team. Even whispers. Uh, people speculated that, you know, the Cowboys, the Rams are another good one, but there's been no actual uh, reporting on that. So there we go. Uh, let's check in here on the uh, the old national championship. Alabama up 3 nothing, 5.46 to go. Ooh, shootout. First quarter. So um, long way to go in that game. But uh, uh, Christian, uh, I see that you have uh, – we're going to do it. 
uh, you have listed the Celtics uh, in your topics for tonight. So uh, just just brief on the Celtics because I think we could do this every week and it'll be the same same thing. Uh, but I I just make a note of Jalen Brown because I think he's been impressive lately. Um, and he's a guy that I think you worry about the injuries maybe. Uh, well, you definitely worry about the injuries. I think that's really the only thing. I you you watch him play and he gets better every year. And and even this year. Look, the triple-double, I could do without. But the way he got it is more impressive to me than the actual stats. So it's not like he's scoring 50 points and then you know getting 15 boards and a few assists at the end of a game. No, he's 19, 19 points, double figures and assists and rebounds. They're still the same team, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that that true, but... I just think Jalen Brown in particular has been impressive over the last stretch of games here since he's come back from injury. Um, I still think this team is the same. I think you have to make moves to incorporate guys around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. What that looks like, I don't know. Um, but I feel like it's it's worth a minute on on Brown because he's been so good the last like week or two. Yeah, I mean he's been impressive. Um, you know he has the the monster game. You know he barely misses a game tying layup versus the Spurs. Um, you know, they keep having some of these up and down games. I mean, the game the first game against the Knicks, it's the Celtics are a Greek tragedy. Uh uh which which are equal parts comedy and, and terror. Uh so you have uh you know a twenty five point lead that you blow. You tie the game with one second and I think everybody, myself included, said, Well, I mean, you know the Knicks. I thought it was gonna be Evan Fournier who basically only has good games against averaging like 10 points yeah. a game dropped 41 uh against the season Classic. that first first game uh i said oh he's probably gonna hit a crazy shot here it ended up being barrett banks in a three with tatum draped off. a lot of people were getting on tatum oh come on you know you yeah. want to be a good defense it's like he literally was in the guy's mug that's that's where i get my backup right like let's not be ridiculous i oh tatum sucks he couldn't even get he was literally right on top of him he fouled him he basically was just, he was basically like in his airspace as much as you could be without stepping on the guy. And he just made a crazy shot. I mean, how many times is that going to go in? Yeah. One um, out of eight? One out of ten? So one keep... out of eight? Who says one out of eight? That's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever said on the show. I think. <laughs> <laughs> one out of five, one out of ten. Never say one out of eight. Sorry, that's it's too funny. Um, so yeah, they've had these up and down games again. Uh, but I, what I liked was what Brown said after that triple double game. Him and you know talking about how him and Jalen talk about making it work. I I think the two we wondered can those two work? Jason, I think yes. Um, sorry, Jalen and Jalen. Yeah, he's talk, talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, I can make this work. Um. Yes, I can. Yes, we can. I can. We can. Um, I, I, I think it's good that they are having those discussions, uh, with each other. And now I believe that they are committed to making it work with each other. It seems like they've both said it. It's it's it seems like it sounds like a it sounds like you know like one of those <laughs> one of those shows on like HBO or something or uh, not HBO like MTV like Next or what what is this, a dating show. <laughs> they're just trying to work through their problems and they're, they're really, they're really committed to each other and they're going to work it out. Yeah. Well, I, listen, 
it's it's something different. We're getting something different out of these guys than we've gotten in the yeah. last few years. Which is um, good. Yeah. You know, I I'm willing to. I said this coming into this year. I mean, and they ended up doing more with this roster than I thought they would with mm-hmm. putting pieces on it and trying to tinker. I was fine with taking the step back and letting those two guys develop. And cause that's sure. it. Those two guys are your all-stars. Let them grow. Let them have some more growing pains and say, listen, our first few years was a ridiculous like start, but we now need to figure out how to do it together. The two of us with surround with the supporting cast. I mean, if you want to put a positive spin on it, right. It, maybe it's so shows some form of maturity. Who knows? Growth there, you know, them talking, them going about things a little bit differently than, you know, trying to get in the all-star game and get an MVP and get their stats and their extra money. Um, Not to say those things aren't on their list. I think they are, obviously. They're on every NBA player's list nowadays. Um, But maybe it shows some different approach, which is kind of nice because I think they need something different. Yeah. Um, So that's refreshing. I do still think there's going to be a roster shakeup. Neither of those two is moving or leaving this team this year. Um, so I do think uh, guys like Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder. probably, probably Schroeder, Schroeder, Schroeder here. Um, uh, Just ask yourself, weeks. what would Scal say? And Scal would say Schroeder. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, li- I, I like see- hearing those comments. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy to see that those two at least – um, we agree. Agreeing on it. Yay! Woo! Look at that. Um, let's go ahead and talk about ye all Boston Bruins, Christian. Uh, disappointingly, I thought we were going to be able to see Tuka Rask uh, here in Providence, uh, but that didn't yeah. happen. So uh, what is going on with that situation? And um, I feel like this team is putting themselves in the, the position that like they, they want to try and like bring Tuka back and maybe make some sort of little run here when I think that they should just be selling don't don't get emotional about this again uh yeah. and 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 go on some defunct run and lose in like game seven of the first round um if you even make it um so yeah well since all those games were postponed they're four and one they just scored like four goals in the second period against the caps to take the lead six three there so they're playing a little bit better, and you can see it too, which is kind of nice. Um, we might actually have a real hockey season, which is good because um, I, I don't know what, what else you have behind this. It's not like in the next few years they're going to have all these young guys and young guns coming up. and So it's good to see that they're kind of coming together a little bit. Now, Nick Foligno just went down. I mean, it looked pretty bad, pretty gruesome injury on his ankle, knee, somewhere in his lower body. Some guy fell on it, So, and that's never good with a skate on especially um but they're playing well here in the last few games and and it's just it's not just the scores and they're beating up on bad teams it's it's the eye test for me that that uh that is telling me they are improving in some way um defensively i think i think they still have question marks i think they have question marks all over the roster really but guys like howla and 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 hall now is kind of coming on um maybe that was the roster shakeup i know they moved pasta down uh, to the second line to kind of, you know, get get more scoring from the bottom nine. I mean, really, they've had no scoring from that bottom nine uh, much of the season. So, you know, since those games were postponed, they've come back here four and one, looking good tonight again uh, after being down two nothing. So, I like what I see from the Bruins. I still think they're in a weird spot in terms of 
would you sell? Would you buy? Um, I, I'm still buying because I think it's Bergeron's last go around. The two Karras thing, though, uh, just quickly, I don't love. I, I just sending Swayman down seems just like a waste right now, um, especially because I guess Homer's playing better than he was in the early part, but neither of those guys are playing that terribly, and it just. Oh, we're going to have a three-headed monster, except for the young kids going to be sent down to Providence, and and who knows what happens from there. So I've, I've just seen this this movie too many times before. Rask is going to just... The team loves him, and I think that's part of the problem is guys like Bergeron Marchand and all these guys have been here so long with Rask. That it's, you know, he's our guy, and we're going to ride or die with him. Whether he's injured in the playoffs, we're going to ride or die with him, even though Swayman looks like he's good to go. Yep. So again, I don't love I don't love this. Uh and it seems like he's just gonna come in, he's gonna take over, and that's gonna be that. Swayman's gonna be moved down. That's that's at least what uh from what I hear, that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, we both said at the end of the year last year, it was like time to move on. It's it's time to just rip off the band-aid. You know, you already had Char had already left. Uh you got uh Crazy Crazy ready to leave. Let's just embrace, do what you gotta do to start resetting and reloading this team. And that era is done. It's over. It was a fun, it was a fun run. They should have won more, but whatever. Um, there's no, there's nothing now that you can do about that. And so trying to hang on to that to try and reclaim something, it's just, it's going to put you in a worse and worse position every single Well, Rask year. is coming back this year, right? I wouldn't keep my, uh, I would keep my eye out for David Krejci. I think he could be back next year. Really? Especially if Bergeron's gone, he's going to have that number one spot right there for him, kept nice and warm. So no, I would not no be way. surprised if they bring him back. No way. I don't I don't think so. I mean, then why did, why did he leave in the first place? Was he just like... He wanted to go like, home and play for a year in, in the check with his family and everything. How old is it? 35? I mean, but here's... Okay, so here's the thing. That happens, then what are we doing? I mean... You're just gonna let's let's. It's you a know, revolving is, is, door. Can Bobby Orr come back? Come out? You know, is he? Can he lace well, him up? Here's the other problem, right? Is get Cam Neely much... in here. Come on, Cam. Yeah, come mean, on down. Hey, I would take him on my fourth line. Uh, honestly, I don't. I just don't know whether choice you have. There's nobody coming. There, there. Stanika is not. He's. I don't think he's going to be a top line center. So if Bergeron is gone, uh, gone, which I don't really know. It's it's a hard one to. To call, he wants to go year to year. Whether he's gone from Boston, I think could be a possibility if he wants to go play somewhere and win maybe one more time or try to. Um, it would shock me if he did that, but uh, I guess you know he is getting up there, so why not? This is the time to do it. But they don't have any other option. Krejci says, "I'm coming back to the NHL." The Bruins will 100% reach out to Krejci and, and have him come back because. It's Coyle and then everybody else. I mean, it's just like that's all you have there, and there's no young guns. Like I said, the drafts have just been so dreadful that you just do not have – this is the reason Taylor Hall is here for a long-term deal, four years, because there's nobody there in waiting. You know, Oscar Steen is, has been a bit of a surprise. He's played really well here uh, for just coming up from Providence, and he's probably going to stay in the lineup. I would imagine if, if, if DeBrus comes back – given his situation where he wants to trade and all that crap, uh, Steen should stay in the lineup if he's playing better. That's And I think Cassidy will do that. So that's like the one guy so far we've seen come up from Providence and, and make a difference. Um, outside of that, there's 
it's not like they have like Patrick Kane waiting in the wings to come up from Providence. Yeah. They just don't have those guys. So if Krejci were to say, oh, yeah, I'll come back and play, especially if number one center is open or w- w- whatever. Number two, play with Hall. I think the Bruins would 100% do it if Krejci is, is willing to do it. I guess. I just, I'm, I'm, I've been ready to move on for a while and just, it's, it's going to have to get ugly. You're going to have to take some big steps back. Um, but it I, shouldn't, I'm, it shouldn't be ugly, but it will be because of the drafting situation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, that brings us to our wild card round picks. We've already discussed these matchups a little bit, but now we will say for real. Are you for real? Uh, who we think is going to win? Christian, uh, we went two and two against each other uh, last week in our four games. So I shaved some points uh, throughout an entire 18-week season. Uh, you have a 153 to 151 lead. How about that? Pretty good. I'd say, I mean, listen, I think because we don't have anything actually riding on this and we pick these games for fun, uh, our record is pretty good. Um, if there was actually money on the line, we probably would have lost a lot of money. So it's a good thing that we don't actually big comeback for you this year too, which is nice. Cause you know, last year was not even fun. I mean, it's just like, I, I only, I, I didn't pick the jets a whole bunch. I think that's kind of what, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, that's at least one win a week. I mean, that's pretty good. So, you know, we'll start there. I mean, you and Paul crew both shaved points. So we'll I see. mean, you helped me out. I, I picked the, I, I'm probably one of very few people who picked both the Jaguar, aside from their own fans, potentially, as an outsider who picked the Jaguars and Lions to win in weeks that they did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's Which fair. was your doing. Think, Which was your doing. I don't even doing. think their own fans, uh, their own fans would have picked them, so. Yeah, true. Pick that for what you will. They bet the other side. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead here. Uh, we have Saturday games once again, which I am not happy about uh, because I'll be working. So, um Let's uh, let's go ahead here. I'm gonna miss the Patriots game. You know what to do. Get a, hopefully, get a, hopefully it's not worth watching. <laughs> you got the mobile cell phone device. We've done that before. Yes, we have. 2014, calling a hockey game together. Raven. Okay, that'll do it for the first quarter or for the first period. Goodbye, quick. <laughs> Pull up the game. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. First match. All right. Saturday afternoon, Las Vegas at Cincy. Uh, not LC, LV at Cincinnati. Uh, man, I wanted the Patriots to play the Bengals because I just say that's a team that's had some ups and downs and doesn't have the experience. Um, so you'd have an edge there. Um, I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. And like I said, I just I have this feeling about the Raiders, so I'm going to pick them. Um, but this is going to be a game potentially played in the 40s. I don't think there's going to be much defense. And we all know by now when Andrew has a feeling, I go the opposite direction. So I'm going Cincinnati. <laughs> it's all the analysis Christian needs. Oh, that's and, what Andrew <laughs> is doing. I'll just pick the other thing. Well, my I I think a Bengal has a fair chance against a Raider. So that's my real analysis. <laughs> so I'm going Bengals. I just like them at home. I mean, I I usually pick in the jungle. home team, especially in the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs, the home field, I think, matters a little bit more in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. Uh, and, you know, coming into the jungle, you better be ready to rumble, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Patriots at Bills. 
You go first, Christian. Uh, Bills. Why? I give the Patriots a solid 12% chance to win this game uh, because I think the Bills are going up and the Patriots are going down. I mean, it's just looked. So wait, 12%? Uh, you say 12%? 12%. So you give them a 1 in 8 chance? Yeah. <laughs> 1 out of 8. Hey, it's better than rating something 1 out of 8. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm going Bills because the last time they played with non-inclement weather, uh, Josh Allen smoked you and... Best player in the field. So now it's postseason time. Uh, I just don't think the Patriots have much of a shot in this game. I, I think it'll be closer than the second time around where Josh Allen's running all over the field doing whatever he wants because I think having the tape maybe will help. I hope. Uh, so I hope it'll be a competitive game. But uh, Mac Jones on the road, hostile environment, uh, rookie quarterback. I, I don't love this spot for the Patriots. I think... The Patriots would. I wanted them to play the Bills because, like, uh, sorry, the uh, the Bengals, because I said, you know, an inexperienced playoff team, and, and you know, yes, it's a team you haven't seen yet, but you know, I, I think you'd have some advantages there. A pocket quarterback who you could maybe pin your ears after and go get. Um, I think the only way the Patriots have a shot, you have to play mistake-free football, which they've struggled to do here down the stretch. Uh, and your opponent has to be somewhat complicit in, in their own demise, um, which the Bills are more than capable of doing. Um, but like you said, I think if the Bills are smart, they just put this game in Josh Allen's hands. Uh, uh, unlike they you know, chose to do in the Monday night game where they like tried to throw it in a windstorm uh, when they should have let Allen just kind of run around and do his thing. Uh, he had his best game of the year against you um, the, the next time. So I, I just think the triple threat with Josh Allen, the Patriots just don't have the personnel to match up uh, with any sort of three wide receiver look and, and Allen being able to pass, run, or or hand off. Um, and it's just going to be a tough day. Um, if the Patriots play mistake-free, they could maybe keep it close. Um, but uh, Bills What a percentage the, on it because, I, I, you know, I have 12%. What do you go? I give the Patriots about a 15% chance. Oh. Uh, you know, I heard the five, the f and I thought you were going 50. No, I would have given them 50-50 versus the Bengals. I would have given that a 50-50 because I think even if you even if you too make high. mistakes versus the Bengals, the Bengals are going to make mistakes too. They're going to do too something high. stupid. They're going to have a chance to kick a field goal and then go for it. Too high. <laughs> I'm taking Buffalo. Would again? We said Bad this. Days, would huh? love. Would love to see it. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to be able to see it. Uh, and secondly, I just, I just, I don't think you match up well. It's not a good matchup. Um, once the game starts, crazy things could happen. The Patriots would have to play a perfect game though. And the bills would have to implode. The way it's trending, the way it's trending, it's not going that way. So yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that was fun. Sunday football, Tampa. Well, Philly at Tampa. What's the spread on this game? Well, why don't we check it out if they have it up on the schedule? Schedule. Uh, minus eight and a half for Tampa. Wow. Um, I do think Philly can keep this close. 
I'm taking um, the points, but I'm taking Tampa. Because uh, Tom Brady's what? Something like 0-10 in his last, like, something primetime games against the spread? Something crazy? Yep. Um So uh, I, I do think that Philly will keep it close um, if they don't make a whole bunch of mistakes. Um, but I'm still picking Tampa. But I think this will be a good game. I think this will be a close game. Tampa's obviously not at full strength. Uh, and Philly, um, uh, I think, has the ability to, to do some things. So Tampa, but... I would like those eight and a half points if I was uh if I was so inclined. Uh yeah, Tampa. I mean I, I'm picking Tampa to win the Super Bowl until I'm proven wrong. So why not? Tampa. Tampa, 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 Tampa. San Fran at the Cowboys. I'll let you go first, Christian. We'll alternate here. You know, I want to pick Dallas because I think they're gonna win the game. But I am one of few that believe in Mr. Garoppolo. So I'm going to pick the 49ers. Uh, and I think they've been pretty competitive all year long. Uh, it would not shock me if they get blown out by a million in this game. But I'm going to pick them anyway because uh, I, I like Jimmy G. So I'm going to go with Jimmy G. Uh, you kind of surprised me, Christian. Uh so I, I am actually, this is my upset pick of the week. I'm going with the Niners too, because, oh man, because, 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 um, I don't Come like on. Dallas. Dallas likes to do this roller coaster thing and we, we blew out the Eagles in a meaningless game. Uh, and so now they're at home playing a team that has been playing playoff football for about two months. That is hot, hot. Uh, and Dallas just has the propensity to play down in these games. Um, they should win. Dallas, Dallas should win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I, I think they're one of the most complete teams when they play right. Uh, yet they, they don't show up from week to week. Uh, well, their their so, run defense is a little spotty. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, who, who they're going to be going against? Um, who you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, you know, this is this isn't like. You know, six seven years ago, like if it was putrid, if it was the worst, yes, that's a problem because a good team would just run it down your throats. They don't have the worst run defense ever. Um, I just have a feeling about San Fran, and if, if they were playing anyone else, I'd say I'd pick them. But Dallas, Dallas, I just don't, I don't like. I, I they've they've disappointed all year long, and it would be fitting for them to to go out this way. So, I'm I'm also taking San Fran. Well, that's boring. I thought it was going to be against the grain there. Uh, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. I think we're in agreement on this one. Well, everybody's bummed that Ben Roethlisberger got into the postseason. And to prove them wrong, to prove that they belong. You're picking Kansas City. We know. <laughs> yes. I give Pittsburgh. I give Pittsburgh just about the same amount of chance to win this game as I do the Patriots to beat the Bills. 15%. Oh, too too high. Too high. Too yeah, high? I think, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers has about a... I go 3.5% chance. <laughs> yeah. 3.5% chance to win this game. Can I see? Uh, can you can you show your work? You need to show your work. Uh, I don't have any work. I just... Uh, it's all up here, baby. <laughs> all up there. Uh, I... I want to put a stipulation on this game. Because every time I do, 
the underdog wins. So there's got to be something here, and I'll think of it, about it while, uh, while we go to the next game. <laughs> A stipulation, okay. What, I have to, some sort of you know, like uh, task that I'll have to complete? If, if the Steelers if, win this game... If the Steelers win this game, I will throw a pie in my own face. Uh, I was going to say... On, on, the sh- on the show, live. How about this? How about you have to eat a bowl of kashi on the show? That's better. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. It's less uh, less messy. I like that more. Yeah. Because right, if we were gonna pie, if we were gonna pie you, I mean, I'd want to do it in person, and that's that's, that's so, still not a thing. No, and nobody wants Pittsburgh to win, and now they really don't because if the Steelers win, I am gonna ASMR some Kashi on the show live. Yes, there it is. Peanut butter, though, only the peanut butter. That everything else is garbage. If Pitt wins, Seelaw eats Kashi. Yes, and All I'm right. not even worried because they're gonna lose three and a half percent chance. All right, Monday night, Arizona at the Rams. Two teams that have been backs widening. Um, gosh, I feel like the Rams, like Stafford, is just there's just like there's too much Lions in him to just just yeah. be like, well, it's that time of year to not do anything and go home, right? Um, yeah, time to get in that one sixteen mentality. Let's go. Uh, Arizona is just falling apart too. I mean, I think they had a lead yesterday, and then Seattle, who's had an awful year, came back on them. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Not you know what? Deal. I'm gonna pick Arizona only because I I like the quarterback matchup. I like Kyler Murray more than I like Matt Stafford. I really, I wanted to be able to root for Matt Stafford this year. I thought this would be great for him. Finally, he's away from Detroit. Um, but sometimes it's just like that stink just can't get off you. Uh, and he, he looks like a guy who is just year, you know, playoff time. How often has he been in that position? He's <laughs> just got that lion stink all over him. That lion stink. Uh, so I, I just. I don't trust it. I don't trust it one bit, uh, which is unfortunate for him because I thought this would be his year. Um, so I'm going to pick Arizona. You know, I tend to go with the defensive side of the ball here, and uh, for that reason, I'm going Rams. Um, and they're at home. Should be pretty loud there. And I think in the in the playoffs, it's a little bit tighter, and I will take the team that has Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Darnold and Von Miller. Forgot his name. Von Miller on my team. I don't love the Stafford. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't love the Stafford matchup just because I feel like he does have a little lion in him. Um, and, and he needs to have a lot of lion and start roaring, you know, uh, and, and win this game. If, if they are able to get through this game, I'll feel a lot better about them depending on how they do it. Um, because I think their defense is legit, but I just I don't trust the quarterback quite yet. I feel like he should have lit it up this year, and he just he didn't get there. Um, he does have a really good wide receiver, though. I would like Cooper Cup on my team. Oh, triple crown! Yeah, led, led the league in receptions, I yards, and touchdowns. He is money, but can huh? he do it in the postseason? Everybody wants to say he's better than Julian Edelman. Can he do it this time of year? We'll see. Yeah, 
uh, helped me to a fantasy football championship. Yes. Ooh. Um. Uh. So, Christian, we are different on one game this week. Uh, Two. No. Yeah, no. Cincy and Vegas. and then. Oh, we'll... oops. You are right. I missed Arizona the fact that we yeah. differed on the first. Aha, correct. Um, since we have fewer and fewer games, uh, do we want to value these wildcard games and subsequent playoff games uh, differently, either from week to week, or we just say, hey, all playoff games worth X? Uh, or do we want to um, say wild card games worth this point? Not, not this week. Not this week. Wild card, keep it at the same. Divisional conference and Super Bowl, we will talk, sir. We will talk. Okay. So for now. Maybe for now, two, four, and ten, huh? Two, four, for ten. For, right for now, wrong? for now, Marcus of Queensbury rules. Uh so I can I can tie you this week after everything. How about that? Uh, so I did want to go back to one comment way at the beginning uh, from Colin. Happy anniversary, Andrew and Christian. I wish you many more fruitful and joyous years of discussing sports. So proud to have watched you come full circle twice. Hashtag keep it 360. So, well, uh, you can't you can't leave out the heart and the kissing emoji. Can I show, will it show the whole thing? There we go. Nice. On screen. Nice. On screen for all to see. So, uh, Appreciate yes. it, Colin. Obviously, really appreciate uh, Colin, uh, all our listeners, um, and we will check the uh, the email mailbox. So if you're one of our podcast listeners, uh, we know you're out there. Thank you for finding us on Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from. You can always reach us by emailing the show at the360sportsshow at gmail.com. And I am just going to check. It looks like we do not have any messages from there or through the website. Uh, this week uh, so that will do it thank you everybody for joining and listening with us here tonight live uh, if you want to go and switch over now uh, Alabama and Georgia tied 3-3 so go figure a bit of a slugfest there uh, and we'll discuss how that game plays out uh, next week along with the wild card games of the NFL playoffs so until then I'm Adrian Bazzelli he's Christian Lauber have a good night everybody see you later.